0: Tight Nation, it looks like we'll have to wait until next year to see what Alabama men's basketball will do. Got put out in the first round of the NCAA tournament against Notre Dame on today. And uh, the team had some good moments, you know, beating Gonzaga, beating Houston, beating Baylor. It also had some head-scratching moments up and down all season. But hopefully this will be, The wake-up for Coach Oates and and these guys to get back to work and put together an off-season where next year we can see this team have a good regular season, make a strong run in the tournament, and really provide even more excitement when it comes down to the hardwood inside Com- inside the basketball program here. But we're rocking and rolling right now on the hottest Show on the streets, talking your Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Friday, TGIF edition of the show. We're bringing you the show from the magic city of Birmingham, streaming it to you on YouTube. And speaking of the channel, you go ahead right now, do it right now. If you haven't done so, and hit that subscribe button, smash subscribe right now so you can have all that you crave on the Crimson Tide. Also, don't forget to leave a like. Drop that thumbs up, run those likes up, give a a thumbs up on the show so that way you are making this your show, your network, your channel, your platform and space to talk Bama. Be sure to also turn on all of those notifications. Hit that bell, that notification bell, so that way you can be alerted on all coverage, all information on your favorite program. We also got you covered here on Facebook and Twitter as well, streaming to you this show. Got a cool show today. A little bit later on, we'll be joined by my man, Mike McCoy, former Alabama wide receiver and the founder of, of a Maximum Performance Institute. In Bessemer here in the Birmingham area 2009 BCS National Champion. He's got some thoughts here about spring practice and some things that he wants to see from this team starting off in the spring and into the upcoming fall. But definitely want to hear from you, the Bama fans, on today. You can do this by calling 205-448-1358. Blow the phone lines up. Want to hear your passion. 205 205- and one more time 205-448-1358 want to hear from you but dangly super chat goal is 75 dollars and jimmy the bad man clay has has trumped that with that 200 dollar donation the super chats meeting that goal and exceeding that goal right there so appreciate jimmy the baddest man in the game clay showing love here on the show. He's also checking out some Alabama softball right now. It's hopefully Alabama softball, Patrick Murphy, Montana Fouts, and the ladies can continue winning games here uh, in that aspect. But, I uh, appreciate you guys checking us out on the day. Gotta shout out my man John Ivory in the production studio as well, hitting us up on the ones and twos behind the scenes. But, beginning now, first thing on the docket to discuss, and, uh, John, I decided to do this here. And, uh, we know the names of the Crimson Tide player-wise that we're excited to see. We know who they are. We know what they do. They have built up the hype. They have built up the clout. They have built up the the name for themselves. That's why we talk about them as we do. Guys like Bryce Young. Guys like Will Anderson. You know, they've, they've built up that platform for themselves. But you know there are other names Alabama. There are other players that people don't talk about as much. People don't shed much light on or much attention to and uh, I feel like those will be the guys that this spring, uh, they're going to look to make a big jump or a big mark in spring ball and hopefully it will carry over into the fall. So we're going to profile and look at some defensive players right now that US fans, even though we haven't spoken on them much they need to get more buzz, more attention, more eyeballs on them because this could be their moment. And starting this thing off here, I got to look at Chris Braswell. You got to look at the guys like Chris Braswell, and those guys, those guys will be Chris Braswell, Jamarian Latham, Jamil Burroughs, and also Des Moy Kennedy. Just those guys rather defensively uh, uh. Braswell, Latham, Burroughs, and Moy Kennedy will be the, the players that, to me, defensively, they don't get a lot of conversation. They don't get enough talk. They don't get enough dialogue. They don't get enough attention. But I feel like this spring, uh, these four guys are going to have a huge say in uh, trying to build that name. Going into the coming fall. And just starting this thing off here with uh, Chris Braswell, there's so much conversation about Will Anderson and Dallas Turner, and, why, and uh, rightfully so. I mean, both guys are going to be the wrecking crew in the fall. We saw what Will Anderson did just this past season 17 and a half sacks, 34 and a half tackles for loss, 102 total tackles. I mean, the guy's a complete animal, and he's going to be even bigger. In the fall, Dallas Turner, who didn't get his first start until Texas A&M, but finished the year with 30 tackles, um, 10 of those for loss. He had eight and a half sacks. I mean, the guy was everywhere. Both of those two made a lot of big plays. Both of those two stepped up, emerged, played big-time ball tremendously. But the reason why I bring up Chris Braswell is, if you remember in the 2020 recruiting circuit, and I think Justin can attest to this more so than anybody. Um, Braswell was regard was looked at higher or regarded higher as a five-star coming from St. Francis Academy in Baltimore, Maryland, versus Anderson coming out of Dutchtown High School in Hampton, Georgia. And I remember Braswell went up against uh, Bryce Young at the prestigious modern-day High School. And uh, Braswell was able to have some success, sacking Young, getting pressure pressure to Young, making him feel uncomfortable. And uh, going back to last 8A game where uh, Braswell played on that first-team defense. He comes off the edge. He rocks Bryce Young, sacks him, puts him on the ground. Ball pops out, fumble, recovered by Jalen Moody for a touchdown. So uh, Braswell can play. I mean, he's got skills, he's got talent, he's got ability, he's got capability, he's got really good upside here. But just a guy that does not get a lot of that talk, a lot of that conversation. I think this spring uh, is an opportunity for us to look at him more at 6'3 or 6'4, you know, 200 and you know, over thirty, over 240 pounds now. This is a guy that needs to be looked at, needs to be dissected, needs to be talked about in conversation because he can do a lot of things from that jack rush linebacker position and now with him adding weight he can either play that strong he can can even play that strong side spot where he is able to hold up and sustain at the mesh point at the attack point in stopping the run so Chris Braswell, definitely a guy. Uh, the next two guys, which would be guys two and three, but it's a package here. You look at the defensive line, and that's Jamil Burroughs and Jamarian Latham. Now, I remember as freshman, well, as freshman, Burrows played quite a bit. And he went out there with T.M. Smith, and he was able to do some things on the field. And entering last season, a lot of people thought be- uh, that Burrows would be able to get up on the field and do even more but unfortunately not much rotation going on for that defensive line for the Crimson Tide so this spring uh, you look at Burroughs gotta get him out there more gotta put him on the field more let's see more of what he can do he's physical he's tough he's mean he's athletic he can move for a big guy at 6'5 he can move at that size on the defensive line and along with him Jamarian Latham, I just remember him personally at Pickens High School, Reform, Alabama, just some miles down the road there from Tuscaloosa. This dude was a show. I mean, he was a demolition show. He destroyed offensive linemen and won a football. He destroyed running backs. He destroyed quarterbacks. There's a saying that people got, I get it out the mud or I came out the mud. Well, Latham came from underneath the mud. So, I mean, that's how legit he was at Pickens County. I mean, this dude was tearing folks up for the Pickens County Tornadoes. And uh, I remember going back to the A-Day game last year. He was chasing the boy Paul Tyson all around the field prior to Tyson going to Arizona State, so want to see more of what Jamarian Latham can do. He hasn't been talked about much. Burroughs hasn't been talked about at nauseum, so here's a chance for both of these two on the defensive line. You've been ask, you've been asking the question as fans, who is that nasty, consistent, dominant, ferocious defensive lineman that we know can consistently get after the quarterback and make their life a living nightmare? Here are the two guys right here. Burroughs and Latham that can 100% do it, but this spring, gonna be a big spring for those two, and then uh, last but not least, I just look at Des Moines Kennedy here for just a moment, there's a lot of conversation at the weak side linebacker position about Jalen Moody, and rightfully so, him coming out of the portal, coming back to Alabama, he has experience within the system, he'll be marked down as the starter, excuse me, at weak side backer, but behind him, There's been more dialogue geared toward um, guys like Deontay Lawson and Kendrick Blackshire and the freshman Sean Murphy and all three of those guys have talent. But Kennedy comes in from Theodore High School near the Mobile area, uh, an area that produced a lot of big-time Bama players, including one C.J. Mosley. And um, for Kennedy... He was a reserve, he was an emergency linebacker a season ago. Alabama had to put him there because of the injuries at the uh, running back position. But I feel like this season, especially the spring, uh, with the group of running backs Bama's got on the roster, these guys staying healthy, Trey Sanders, Jace McClellan, uh, Jameer Gibbs, Roydell Williams, these guys staying healthy. Also, when you've got uh, Jamario Miller and Emmanuel Henderson, who's coming in the summer, these guys stay healthy. This puts Kennedy back at that linebacker spot primarily. And seeing that he has now two years, I believe. Now that he's got two years in uh, the system here, I want to see – what he looks like because i believe kennedy came in that 2020 class so i kind of want to see what des moines looks like he hasn't gotten a lot of attention hasn't gotten a lot of conversation but it's time to see what he looks like defensively and what he can do and the reason why i bring this up is john we go back to christian barmore i just remember him 2019 uh you know he was on the roster because he came in 2018 But not many people knew about him. Not many people were talking about him enough. And then the Southern Miss game happens. And all you see is Big 58 go out there. He roughs a few guys up. He he makes some big tackles. He gets a couple of sacks. And we're like, who is this 58? Christian Barmore? He's pretty nasty out there. He's pretty good out there. Why is Nick Saban not playing him? Is Saban... Holding out on us, this is something that we need to see more on the field. I mean, look at 58 make plays out here. I'm not seeing nobody else as dominant, as vicious, as ferocious, as putting the fear of God into the opposition the way 58 is out here. And when Saban starts playing him more and more and more, then U.S. fans go, see, this is why we need to play him more. Look at him. If you would have been playing him more from the get-go, maybe this defense could be a bit better than what it was prior to Alabama playing him more. And so just thinking about that, from Christian Barmore's vantage point, we look at these four guys here, Braswell, Latham, Burroughs, Demoy Kennedy, they have not gotten much talk. They have not gotten much conversation. But they all have talent. They all have abilities and capabilities here, defensively so. This will be a spring, especially once pre- once practice returns full swing next week, starting Monday. These will be four guys that I will have my name on because I think all four have a chance to really do some things here in spring ball, especially when you look at Braswell, Latham. And Jamil Burrows. But we're gonna to go to our first break here on the show. Don't touch that Dow. people. When we get back, we go to the phone lines to grab your calls, your thoughts, your text, your chats, your conversations, a dialogue with you. The Bamination it's coming
1: right after this. You're watching in my own words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting We Owned the Fourth up. This is Matt Cadell,
2: former Alabama wide receiver, and you're listening to In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith with Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And I got two words to say, baby. Roll Tide.
1: Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama team paper
0: All right, people, we're back in from the break. Number one form for Crimson Tide Football News on the Friday TGIF edition of the show. Number one form for your Crimson Tide Football News. And uh, once again, hopefully... Uh, the next season we can see some big things here from Alabama men's basketball and coach Nate Oak's Crimson Tide taking the loss there in the first round of the NCAA tournament to Notre Dame uh, out of that west bracket there but we go to the phone lines I have will take your calls the call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang 205-448-1358 number to call in let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. We got a shout out the man Jimmy Clay again with that $26 donation. The Super Chats appreciate Jimmy the man Clay, Cash Money Clay, helping us out here on the show. But we grab this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from.
3: Hi, Steven. Bill from New York. Great, great, Thank- and listen, thanks a lot for uh, talking about the defense so much. It was reassuring, and I'll tell you the truth, I'm not that worried about the defense, and it, it, coincidentally, what I wanted to call you about tonight was your opinion on, other than Bryce, who the offensive stars, I mean stars, going to be, and please include blockers, because guys like Leatherwood, Neal, and even even Jonah Williams, they were true stars, and helped us be what we were. And, you know, and I'm looking around, and, you know, I think you know more about it than me. I'd love to know who you think is going to really stand out on offense. It is an offensive game now, Stephen, both the college and the NFL, with the rule changes and everything, especially, you know, where safeties used to be able to just murder people over the middle. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, guys used to go up and jump for a pass and get cracked in the back. You can't do that anymore. You got fined. You got suspended. You know, so I'm, I'm wondering who you think the offensive stars will be. And thanks for taking my call, and thanks for a great show.
0: Absolutely. Appreciate my man Bill from New York calling in. Offensive stars here. I will start with those blockers. I think Javion Cohen's a star. I think he's a dog. I think he's got that dog mentality. I think Seth McLaughlin at center is a star. He's got that dog mentality from the center position. I like those two. I think Jameer Gibbs is a star at running back. I cannot wait to see him for transfer from Georgia Tech. I think Jace McClellan is a star. Prior to him getting hurt, he was doing his thing out there. I think Jermaine Burton, transfer from Georgia, is a star. So far, the connection between him and... And Bryce Young seems to be going well, even though it was just one practice. Even though Ja'Cory Brooks is out for spring ball, Ja'Cory Brooks is a star on this offense. Like him, I think. I think. I think uh, Christian Leary and JoJo Earl are both stars. How will they be used? That's the question. But I think they are both stars. I think Trayshon Holden can be, if he and Bryce can really take that connection to the next level on the field. I think Holden can be. I think J.I. Hall can be if he can just put it all together. He can be. Cameron Latou is a star also. So, th- this offense has some stars on it. It's got stars on it. It's which guys are ready to step into that mold and do the job of being a star. Because, uh, with much power comes great responsibility, and that's an old that's statement right there. So if you want to be a star, you got to be able to step into that role and become that star. Alabama's got offensive players with star potential, but who's ready to step into that role there? Appreciate Bill from New York with that call. We take this call. You're live on the show. What's going on. How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from.
4: Hey, Stephen Smith, it's Justin Riley. Excited to, to follow the illustrious Bill from New York. Truly really an honor. How are you doing? Doing great, Justin. Just um, disappointed
0: that we, we could not make that run. Bama could not make that run in the NCAA tournament, and a lot of people are, are, jumping, are jumping on. Uh, Nate Oates is back about this, but we will see what he does in recruiting this offseason, and can he get this team uh, back of a tournament, and just back to having just consistency throughout the regular season. Positive consistency that is.
4: I tell you what, brother, I should have followed your lead and stayed completely away from brackets this year because uh, mine was completely wrecked by Kentucky uh, yesterday. And now... uh, I mean, uh, St. Peter's who bought it, right? (laughs) Exactly. You know, Kentucky is always the consistent one you can count on when you fill out your bracket. Never have I ever gotten done with in the first round, but I digress. Let's go back to football, what we can count on. You know, it's amazing how we can quickly forget about Chris Braswell well and how amazing he is. Of course, it's easy to do when you have guys like Dallas Turner step up and Way Anderson doing their thing. But like you mentioned, he, uh, he showed out in A-Day last year. And you know, seeing him uh, just have his way uh, on the field remind me a little bit of Courtney Upshaw. So this is a kid who's going to be inserted into the lineup next year. Is going to make a lot of noise. And, yeah, Jamil Burrow, I'm going to go ahead and say it. He's going to end up taking that, that, that starting spot uh, at some point this next season. And also, don't count out my, my young guy, Jaheim Otis. These are guys that they got what it takes, and I'm excited to see what they can do with this, with this defense.
0: Absolutely. Appreciate my man Justin Riley for that phone call there out of Mississippi getting this going, going here on a Friday. I'm not concerned overly about the defense, as Bill from New York mentioned. It's not that I'm overly concerned. I'm not. It's there are just guys that don't get a lot of conversation, and you want to see those guys succeed. You want to see, you know, he doesn't get talked about much. I wonder how good he is. They don't get much discussion. I wanna know how good that player really is. Cause once again, I go back to Barmore. Like we didn't know how good Barmore was gonna really be. And when he goes out there against Southern Miss in 2019 and we're like, holy cow, like he's wrecking people. And we're looking at Nick Saban like, why was he not on the field more from the get go? If we were to put him on the field more from the get go, we could see how good the dude is. And then we start playing Barmore more And he's growing. He starts growing and growing and growing until the 2020 season, he's a starter. He gets like eight sacks, 10 tackles for loss. Should have been a first round pick. He gets talked down to the second round, but still gets picked up by the Patriots and had a really good rookie season. But we wouldn't know how good he would be if nobody would start the conversation about him. So that's why I start this conversation about The Chris Braswells, the Jamil Burrows, the Jamarian Lathams, the Demory Kennedys. Getting that talk out there so you have your eyeballs on these particular players once they take the field. Let's see. They came in four stars. They came in five stars. Let's see what these guys have here as talent on the field, but that's just me. Uh, appreciate uh, appreciate y'all, appreciate you guys calling in there. guys. shout out Jimmy Clay again, and this is for a different reason. Jimmy Clay has got a big birthday coming up in two days, so I gotta give the early birthday shout out to Jimmy Clay. Happy early birthday to the man, J.C., the baddest donator in the game. Jimmy Clay, happy early birthday to you, sir. The birthday for the man in two days here but 205-448-1358 going to call in to let your voice be heard 205-448-1358 as you guys are getting your thoughts together we're going to transition here to this quick topic and it goes to Bradley Bozeman, former Alabama offensive lineman Bradley Bozeman who had spent much of his NFL career thus far with the Baltimore Ravens. He has now, he's now joined the Carolina Panthers. So Bozeman leaving the AFC, joining the NFC, NFC South that being with the Carolina Panthers. So big ups there too. Bradley Bozeman will more than likely be the center for the Panthers. So hopefully he can continue to help the Panthers keep pounding their way to success whether that beats for the playoffs next season hopefully or making a run in the playoffs if they should do that but big ups there to one uh, bradley bozeman we got shot man jimmy clay is on fire people jimmy clay is on fire put the water on him put the water on him another donation from the man he brings in now this well i thought it was a donation from jimmy clay he brings in this $100 donation from Jimmy Clay. A $100 donation from the man Jimmy Clay. Appreciate that from him. But it's really cool to see Bradley Bozeman go to the Panthers, though. Like, I would have loved for him to stay in Baltimore. But to go to 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 Carolina, it's cool. It's fun. Proud of him. Happy for him. But this is what I'm kind of starting to get bothered by. The Atlanta Falcons. I'm not a Falcons fan. I will not profess to be a Falcons fan. But Atlanta. Atlanta. A Town Stomp. Atlanta. Home. T.I. Gucci Man, somewhat. little Baby. All the rappers out there. Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. You got shot to get Deshaun Watson, who's from Georgia. Gainesville, Georgia, at that. And you finna let the Cleveland Browns get. Deshaun Watson. I don't know if Atlanta's thinking about drafting Matt Corral in April. Maybe they're thinking that. Maybe that's what's on Arthur Blank's mind. Who knows? But when you got a shot at Deshaun Watson, I mean, why not pull it? Why not take it? (sighs) I'm not a Falcons fan, so I I, I have no dog in that fight. I like certain players. I'm not a full-on. I don't have a team I pull for in the NFL, but you know what? It just is what it is. We're going to go to a break right now. Folks, don't touch that down. we get back, we sit down with my man, Mike McCoy, former Alabama wide receiver, 2009 BCS national champion. He's got some thoughts on Bama spring football. We'll get to him after this.
3: Know what we do with the start of the
1: fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at We It's the first and only logo and captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans. As we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance, get your four-finger bling necklace right now at We Get yours today and stun on them haters.
2: Look at all these great players in Touchdown Alabama magazine.
5: Man, wait till I turn up this year. I'm going to be on the front cover. But what if Will goes off? Or Joe, DeMarco, Chris,
1: Tim,
5: Christian. Don't wait.
1: Order now at touchdownalabama.com or call 833-483-2624 today you for tuning in show your support right now by clicking that like button if you haven't subscribed hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best alabama football news notes and information right here on touchdown alabama
0: all right people are rocking and rolling in here from the break number one form for crimson tide football news in my own world, George Trimley Stephen Smith of Touchdown, Alabama Magazine. Got a shout out Jamie Wilhelm with that 9 99 in the super chance. Appreciate the love and the donation coming from Jamie to the show. And we right now go to the In My Own Top hotline. We pick up my brother right here, big time, former receiver for the Crimson Tide, Crimson Tide Bama Alama, 2009 BCS National Champion, the founder, CEO of Maximum Performance Institute, or Performance uh, yeah, Maximum Performance Institute out of Bessemer, Alabama, here in the Birmingham area, and a guy that really knows how to train, how to condition, how to get the mindset right. Not just for high school athletes, college athletes, pro athletes, but he's even working with the the youngest of the young of this generation, getting them right. And I'm referring to my man, Mike, get it right. McCoy is in the building. Mike, what's going on, man?
2: (laughs) Man, what's going on, man? I appreciate you having me on in the kind words, my man.
0: Absolutely, Mike McCoy, right here with us. joining us here on the show, 2009 BCS National Champion, and of course, Mike, you are so familiar with you know this time of year uh, for Alabama. It's spring football time. It's, it's it's cut grass. It's the football flying against the pads popping, the helmets clanging after a a tough you know 2021 uh, season. And you know, though, just for you, I mean, what 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 what, what went through your mind? as a former player, and what do you think goes through these players' minds when you talk about it's spring practice, it's it's spring football, you're reassessing, reprogramming the clock here. Now, what goes through your mind when you, when you look at spring practice?
2: I mean, uh, it depends on where you are at in your career. Um, if you are a freshman, sophomore, you're looking to take somebody's job if it's your junior and senior year, if you're looking to win a natty or go to the next level, this your last rodeo. This is the last time you're going out banging with your brothers, you know? So um, I think that is, that's the, that's the most important. Um, everybody's job is up for grabs. You got new coaches coming in. So it's a clean slate. They don't know you from a can of paint besides what they see on film. So it's, at Planet Alabama, man, it's it's up for grabs every year. Shoot, uh, your, your third street may be better than the starters, you know. <laughs> so you never know. It's up for grabs, but this is the best time of the year. The green, like you said, the grass is green. It smells different, and I'm sure this time, like like us, when we lost to Florida in '08, we had a chip on our shoulder going into the '09 season. So. I can only imagine how intense it is right now.
0: Just just, just take it right there with that, coming off that O eight season, going into 09, and you talked about it. Could, could, I mean, could, could you just feel on the field that intensity Neville had ratcheted up a bit just due to how close y'all were that year and just the expectation that not only the coaches had on y'all, but but what y'all had on, on y'all sales as players. Could you feel that intensity that '09 9 spring?
2: Bro, it was just something different. The air was different. <laughs> the way we went about workouts were different. The coaches didn't run the team. We ran the team. That is the difference between a lot of programs when the coaches don't have to say anything. It's understood. It, we understood the culture. We understood what was at hand. We understand. We understood what we wanted. And, I mean, we went through Ooh. hell and high water, blood, sweat, and tears. We had a chip on our shoulders. So, uh, I'm not sure about who's the leaders of this team besides, you know, you got Steel Will and you got Bryce. But, I mean, you it, it's got to be guys to step up. They had a lot of missing – you had a lot of big pieces that left this past year. So the question is, who's going to step up and lead this team this year? Who's going to be the leader? Is it going to be somebody from the tight end group, somebody from the O-line group, some from the D-line crew? It's always going to be who are going to be those leaders, those unsunken heroes. So that's the Jeff- question.
0: If you're just tuning into the show, and absolutely on your in mic, we got Mike McCoy, Maximum Performance Institute, joining us right here. 2009 BCS National Champion. So, Mike, we're going to look at here just you now as a as, as an alum, as a fan, sort of watching this team and the maturation of this team and the growth of, of this of this group here. Like, what would be your expectation just right here in the spring uh, as you see coach saban entering year 16 it's crazy that we're thinking about this year 16 coach saban out here what is your expectation uh for this group under him for the spring
2: man you said 16 years has it been that long
0: it's been 16 bro
2: yeah man oh my goodness man you're telling my age without telling my age the <laughs> goodness um But, man, uh, times like this, you remember it like it was yesterday. What's going to be the question right now is who's going to take over that running back room and who's going to take over that receiver room and who's going to take over that DB room. This is where I'm looking for guys to kind of separate themselves and take that next step, man, right before going into the spring. Who's going to say, hey, man, (laughs) I'm number one. (laughs) Y'all, that number two and number three spots up for grab, but this number one spot is here is mine. That's what we're. That's what the coaches are trying to identify right now, going into the spring, and that's what I'm trying to identify as a former player. Who's going to be next in line?
0: That's going to be the big thing, and that's the one thing that the fans are looking forward to seeing as well. Who steps up, not just as the leader by example, though you want that, but that vocal leader, that dog on the field also is what the people want to check out. We got Mike McCoy right here on the show. And Mike, I mean, you played, you and Julio Jones both played together at Bama. Y'all both played together. Y'all watched each other grow, y'all sharpened each other, y'all made each other better. Julio, uh, no longer now with the Titans, they uh, released him, but he still feels like he 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 still feels like he's got a little bit left there, a little bit left there in that tank known as the NFL. Uh, do you see him going to the Buccaneers, or you know, what? What do you see happening here with Julio? Because I mean, here's a guy that I think still feels like he still got some seasons left in him.
2: Man, let me tell most people. Julio, like everybody won't believe me, strong, fast, jump. The difference between Julio and a lot of players is when he sets his mind to obtain something, he's going to do it. When other guys, when we were out partying, we at the club, we turning up, doing what Kyle's guys do, Julio, he's going to be over in the corner drinking a bottle of water. The guy's different. He's the new era T.O., And I don't care what anybody says. Whoever gets a guy like that who is dedicated to his craft, he's not going to show you what he's doing. That's the difference. He has a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers effect. Just know he's working. So whoever gets a guy like that, he's not only going to add value to the team, he's going to add value to that organization. He's going to leave his footprint. I don't think they knew how to use him uh, in Tennessee. You know, I know he's had a lot of injuries, He's been banged up, but a guy like Julio, he can still spread that field. he can still run that field, man. I mean, smart, articulate. Um, he's a he's go, he'll be a coach on the field. I mean, he's the he knows offense and defense. You would think you would be talking to a coach. He's almost like I think when he retires, he's going to be like a D'Amico Ryan's. He left his footprint, he left a legacy. And whatever he decides he's going to do next, he's going to separate himself and excel. So if it's me, if I'm Tom and I want to win, I'm calling Jones. Give me Jew. Give me Julio. Give me that guy. Hopefully Tom Brady is listening to this
0: show. Getting this from Mike McCoy, the founder of Maximum Performance Institute at a Bessemer here in the Birmingham area. Graciously joined us live here on the show on a Friday, giving us his thoughts on spring practice as it returns full force next week. Starting on Monday, Mike, as always, big man, we appreciate you. All the love, all the respect, all the appreciation. You be blessed, man. Take care of yourself. Be good.
2: I appreciate it, man. Y'all hold it down. Be blessed.
0: Absolutely, Mike McCoy, 2009 BCS National Champ. You guys love having Mike on the show. I mean, he tells it the way it is when you talk about spring football, fall camp, Alabama football, regular season. You're not getting anything sugar coated from Mike McCoy. Absolutely not. So we're gonna go to a break right here, folks. Don't touch that because When we get back, we'll return to you, the Bama fans, with your calls, your thoughts, your interactions. It's coming right after this. Don't touch
1: that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith brought to you by We Owned a Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace.
5: What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman. And you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine.
3: Roll, touch, roll.
0: We're back in here, folks, on a Friday TGIF edition of the show. Number one form for Crimson Tide Football News. And my own word, George Trumey. Steven Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine and appreciate you the Bama family with your donations we got a couple more to get to so how about Sweet Home Bama 22 with that $5 donation the Super Chats appreciate Sweet Home Bama 22 and then my man Bill we got Bill from New York with that 501 501 the Super Chats and then my man Willie 351 with that love for 7 777 and the Super for chats coming from Willie351. Appreciate each and every last one of you. And then, folks, Jimmy Clay is, man, this guy is in fuego right now. $54 donation coming in here. This guy's Dante on Inferno with the money. I mean, Jimmy's just throwing it in here. Appreciate Jimmy Clay and all that he does and making this show uh, special for each and every last one of us here on the YouTube channel. We go to the phone lines right now to grab your calls. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in right there, 205-448-1358. And we grab this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from.
5: What's going on, Steve? This is your boy, Elijah, calling from Jersey. How you feeling today?
0: Doing good, man. How you feeling, man?
5: Uh oh, man, I'm doing good. Just a little upset about that Bama B ball, but you know how it is, man. Hey, it's a, it's, just, it's, hey, it's, it's, it's tough, just, man. It's, man. It's
0: it's it's real it's real tough, man.
5: Yeah, you know people had uh, high hopes for him this year. They they brought in a lot of talent, but you know sometimes it takes a little bit more than talent to to go all the way with it. But um, you know I'm just calling uh, you know talk about this uh the spring ball and these defensive players, man and. You know, at the end of the day, uh, Mike McCoy. You know, he 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 was right what he what he said. Um, but in the spring, to me, with this defensive unit, I am kind of worried. I know you said you're not really worried about it, but you know, to me, there's only a, a couple players on this on this defensive unit who has really stood out and can c- cement themselves as starters. Um, I, I truly believe, and this is just my opinion, you know, Dallas Turner, I, I was pushing for him to play last year um, when uh, uh, the other outside line that Chris Allen, went out. But I would not be surprised if Jeremiah Alexander pushed him for some, for some playing time over there, you know, as a, as a true freshman. That kid is built like a true freshman. Monster. He's, he's got a college body already. Now, does that transfer over into uh, college play? Last year, he was in high school. He's at a different level now. But I would not be surprised if Jeremiah Alexander pushed Dallas Turner for some playing time. Um, will Anderson, of course, he's cemented as a starter. But I think you hit the nail on the head. The defensive line, really, no one. And in the interior defensive line has cemented themselves as starters to me. I mean, a a Aboigbe, he's a good quality player. He definitely should be in the rotation. But who is that dog up front? Who is that alpha male in that front three that, you know, what um, basically has that mentality that I'm the starter, everybody else is just playing behind me. You know, you're fighting for second and third. Right now, nobody has really separated themselves from the pack up front in that interior defensive line. You look, you go into the, the, uh, the second level, the inside linebackers, you know, that, that second spike, the second spike, uh, Jalen Moody to me, yeah, I, I feel that he should be the starter, and he has shined at times in the past. But is he going to be uh, uh, that alpha dog? Uh, on a consistent basis. Toa Toa looked shabby last year, turned it on at the end of the season. But is he going to be that alpha dog all the way through that, that we need? Because um, a lot of times these guys were inconsistent, very inconsistent. You know, people last year were asking, man, what happened to that Alabama standard? And, and one thing is, I, I call it, I don't have the Alabama goggles on. I don't look at this team and say everything they do is right, you know, because it's not. And I, I don't want to give a lot of these guys these, their flowers until they earned it. You know, to me, you got to go out there and you got to show on a consistent basis that you are the number one guy at your position on this team. And it's only a couple of guys that I can see have done that. Like I said, Will Anderson has done it, um, and, and Jordan Battle has done it. But if you think about it, Hellams was very inconsistent in the secondary last year, and, and we got two corners except for Eli Ricks. I want to see how he does, but um, we had the, uh, uh, the Juco transfer that came in, and then um, the, the other cornerback. As far as I'm concerned, anybody could take that spot, man. You know, and, and that's three, three spots in the defensive backfield right now that could be up for grabs. So to me, I am, me personally, I am concerned about the defense because I need to see this team uh, on this side of the ball more consistent. You know, um, get back to that standard. Can you, are you going to be able to run on this defense? If you could run on this defense, I'm going to be highly disappointed because that's something that you're not supposed to do against Alabama. But I I, I totally agree with you, Steve, up front uh, with Burroughs and those guys. Last last year's A-Day game, you know what? When I sit back and think about it now, Steve, when they were doing that against those offensive lines, if you think about it, how hard was it? The offensive line was a weak spot on our team last year, you know, So when they shined against that, uh, who could really, you know, I can't really give them their flowers against that because they didn't, that offensive line was nothing. I want to see these guys do it during the season on a consistent basis and bring back that Alabama standard. But um, I I am concerned about this defense. I I wonder if they're going to return back to their old forms. I wonder if these linebackers are going to be uh, what we – assumed they would be. Will Anderson in my book, like I said, he's certified. Uh, Dallas Turner, he, he's damn sure on his way to being certified. In battle, is certified. The rest of these guys, to me, they got a lot to prove, man. And, and, and I hope and I pray that these guys show up and they show out, but I can't give them the flowers until they show what they can do. But uh, Once again, Steve, I appreciate you taking the time out, taking my call, bro.
0: Appreciate that call that coming from Elijah from Jersey now. One defensive lineman that I think, I believe and know on that front line that has that dog in him, has that number one type of mindset is Byron Young. That's the one guy I know. Now, Dale has been up and down, inconsistent. Tim Smith, we haven't seen much of him. Uh, Justin, the he's good, but can he be better? Byron Young is a dog. That is one I know is a dog, and that's one that I kind of equate him to Barmore a little bit. That's one you got to play more. You got to play Byron Young more because the moment he's in the game, a, a sack happens, a tackle for loss happens, a force fumble happens. Something good happens for that Alabama defense when 47 Byron Young enters a football game. So at, at some point, Saban, Freddie Roach, they got to look at, man, when we put young Byron Young in the game, defensive line, something positive happens. Got to keep them out there. But I do agree with Elijah in some forms, especially in the secondary. You got to get more guys uh, certified back there making plays. Now, Brian Branch is growing to that certified that certified mark there, especially that star position. Uh, you definitely want to see what a lot, what, a, what Eli Ricks does throughout the spring. Uh, whoever the opposite corner is, whether it's Kume, McKinstry, Kyrie Jackson, on Arnold, uh, Traequan Fagans, whoever it is, you want to see growth uh, from that position as well. But this, this is why you enjoy spring practice. It's like Mike McCoy said, in spring, uh, the dogs show up. You start to see those dogs arise in spring. Those guys that say, I'm taking over this spot. Whoever behind me, they jockey for second, third, and down the depth chart. But I'm taking this number one spot. So we're going to see who becomes those guys that take ownership of those roles. But we go to a topic right here. And this topic, and we brought him up in the interview segment with McCoy, and that is one Julio Jones. Where does he go? Where is the best landing spot for him? Does he end up in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady? Tom Brady, who recently came out of retirement, Julio, who turns 34 next year in February, if I'm not mistaken, he's played in 10. He's played in the league for 10 plus years. He was drafted in the 2011 NFL Draft, the in the first round, number six overall pick by the Atlanta Falcons in 10 years he had 7 1000 yard seasons, 5 1400 yard seasons, 3 seasons with at least 100 plus receptions, two-time first team all pro, five-time well, seven-time pro bowler. Uh, you know he's done he's done a lot of things, he's done a lot of things in the league. You know, I got that that's on the 2010 all decade team for the league. I know the last few years for whom he's been uh, Right, he's been hit with some injuries, had a nagging hamstring injury last year, but you know, where's the best landing spot for him? Does he end up in Tampa Bay, where he could possibly win a Super Bowl? Or is it time for Jumio to hang up the cleats and retire after a after a strong career in the NFL? But we'll see what Jumio does. One thing one thing about him, he is calculated, he is smart, he knows how to go about his moves when it comes down to football but we take our final break here on the show and touch that dab. when we get back we talk about the Alabama secondary we discuss why Eli Ricks will start and who takes that second corner spot in spring ball we'll talk about the secondary after this
1: Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama.
0: And we're back into the action here, folks, from the break number one form and ticket for your... Crimson Tide Football News. In my own world, George Truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And before we get into the final topic of conversation, got to remind you of TDAwear.com. That's TDAwear.com. So check us out right here for all of your clothing, style, swagger, culture needs. We got you on the t shirts, the shirts, the joggers, the hoodies, all things screaming Alabama football, road tide football. We got you right here, TD, tdaware.com. That is tdaware.com. Link in the description. Continue to show your support for the University of Alabama, the student-athletes, Coach Saban, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. I mean, I still... I have not gotten over Freddie Freeman going to the to the LA Dodgers. I already miss him with the Atlanta Braves. I, I miss Freddie Freeman already, but it's okay. Freddie, you no, know, got my Braves a World Series. You know, he, he was ten toes down with the team through all that time. We got the World Series. For Freddie, we'll be all right. So Freddie, do your thing there with the LA Dodgers. But back to football matters. <laughs> um, secondary here for Alabama. Defensive secondary, primarily the cornerback position. Now, John, I remember I put up a poll on our YouTube page for TDA a couple of days ago about the corner that would start opposite Eli Ricks. And uh, one response was, do we really think Eli Ricks is going to be the starter? Why are we penciling him in as the starter? Shouldn't there be a battle Shouldn't there be a fight? Shouldn't there be a competition? I feel like if we just give him the job, you know, what if he doesn't perform well because we just gave him the job? And though I understand the conversation, the the, the thought, the sentiment of that particular fan. But to me, it's just me personally now. In my opinion, I see Eli Ricks as the starter. And, and the reason why I see him as the starter is there is no reason why Coach Saban would – get him out of the transfer portal from LSU big time SEC program that won a national championship in 2019 I I, I don't see I don't see why coach Saban would pull Engi Ricks from the portal if he didn't feel like Ricks would add something to the team if he didn't feel like Ricks could be a starter. If he didn't feel like Ricks could make the team better. I don't see why he would do that. I mean, we saw this just this past summer when uh, we all kind of felt like you know, Jalen Moody should be the starter at middle linebacker. Jalen Moody should be the guy. It should be Moody's job. Moody's position. And I for one felt like Moody should have gotten that spot. Absolutely. But that still did not stop Coach Saban from going out there in the transfer portal and pulling in Henry To'o To'o from Tennessee who had two years of experience coming over from Tennessee and Henry T. started last year. So, Eli Ricks with 16 games of experience coming over from LSU. We look at 31 tackles in his career, six pass breakups, five interceptions. Four of those picks came his freshman year. In 2020, at 6'2", I mean, he's highly athletic. He's very physical, but he's very instinctive. He plays the ball well. He uh, is in perfect phase in coverage as he's playing the ball well. He gets his hand on the football consistently. And this is an area that Nick Saban felt like this is an area of need. When you lose Josh Job and Jalen Davis to the NFL Draft, When you lose Marcus Banks to the transfer portal to Mississippi State, this position, the cornerback spot, becomes an area of need here for Alabama. And when you can get a guy that has experience in your conference, you can get a guy that's played, that you've competed against in the SEC, and you know he's good, and you see how good he is, and you have a shot to bring him over to your ranks, and all you're going to do that, you're going to see if this guy has the makings to start at that position. Going back to the top uh, last Friday, where did Coach Saban say he mentioned all three transfers looked impressive, that includes seeing Rick. So, I think this young man is going to start. I think he's going to start here in the second year when you have a guy with his type of ability that can lock up one side of the field, take away a whole side of the field. Now, I mean, that, that that just makes your defense all that much more scary when you have a corner that can take away a whole receiver, take away a whole side of the field. I think Ingram Ricks can 100% do this. Now, what this does is it opens up the conversation for the other corner. And as of right now, I think the other corner, Kool-Aid McKintree. I think, Kool- I-, I think Kool-Aid McKinstry is the other corner right now. He's working with jo- He's working with Justin Woodall, former Alabama Safety, 2009 BCS National Champion. Woodall's been working with Kool-Aid on the details, on the fine arts of being a corner, of being a defender, of being in phase, being in the hip pocket, breaking on balls, creating turnovers, being right there where you need to be. With that ball in the air, Woodall's been training and continues to train with McKinstry on this. This past season, he made the All-SEC freshman team. So there's potential there. There's big-time ability there. There is playmaking stuff there where Kool-Aid is concerned. It's just now he's gotten a full offseason to get everything down. He's gotten a full offseason to grow in different aspects, grow in different roles, grow in different perspectives here on the field. And having a Justin Woodall teach you, that's a big thing. So I would look at Eli Ricks right now and Kool-Aid, in my opinion, as the starting two corners. Now, you still have Kyrie Jackson, who's gunning for position, who's jocking for position at 6'3". He ain't gonna take it, he ain't gonna be sitting down. I mean, you still have Terry on Arnold jockeying for position at six feet, and this is a guy that Coach Saban likes also. He came in as a safety, but he's been worked at corner since getting to Alabama from Tallahassee, Florida. And then you have Quan Fagans at 6'2, he is rangy athletic, and the more I talk to people about Fagans the more I watch tape on Fagans out of Thompson High School in Alabaster here in the Birmingham area I'm like he, he, he can do something so all three of those guys are not out of the picture they're jockeying for position I'm just saying when I look at Eli Ricks coming over here with experience Saban values experience that's huge in Saban's book why do you think Jameson Williams came in here right away. Started. Why do you think uh, a guy like Henry To comes right in here? Started. Why do you think Landon Dickerson, LD, comes right in here from Florida State? Started. Same thing with guys like Garrick Dieter and Richard Slotty Pippen Mulaney. They come right in here. Start. Colt saving values experience. You got experience in college football. You know the game. You focus on the game. You've been in the game. He's going to bring you in here looking to start you because of the experience that you have. So, Eli Ricks, point blank period, he's going to start at one of these two outside corner spots. And so, when I look at Kume McKinstry, he fits as the other starter with the offseason work he's been putting in. Doesn't mean Kyrie Jackson, Terreon Arnold, and Traquan Fagans will not see the field those three will see the field in some way, shape, form, capacity. But just right now, in my opinion, I look at Eli Ricks. I look at Kuwait McKinstry as the two outside corners to start spring ball here and going into uh, next season also. But we, we as always, folks, you want the best of news, notes, information, and coverage here on your favorite program that being the Crimson Tide, you can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama magazine app. You can download the app from the iPhone App Store. If you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store. If you got the Android phone for your audio needs, check us out. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitchers, Freaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, Google Play. Play or iHeartRadio. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I shall return on Monday. Continuing the conversation that is Bama football. Remember, Tide fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. If you're trying to get the fresh edition, print edition of TDA the magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com. You click Join, become a member, a subscriber today. That link in the description as well. Also, if you're trying to get your hands on the Four Finger Bling necklace, Four Finger Bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys at We Own The Fourth That link in the description as well. Appreciate my man Mike McCoy of Maximum Performance Institute stopping by here. 2009 BCS National Champion here on the show. Shouting out you guys, the outstanding Crimson Tide faithful, for your calls, your chats, your donations making this your show. Also, my man John Ivory in the production studio doing his thing. And until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives, appreciate value. Those husbands, children, you know what to do. Continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. You be sure to get yourself those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Till next time, folks, spring football, spring practice returns next Monday. Until Monday, I'm your man Stephen M. Smith. You've been listening to In My Own Words.